0: This is a podcast for the awakened woman, for all the femme-identifying folk devoted to their growth, their magic, and their magnificence. I'm your host, Angel, and I am devoted to bringing you the conversations that speak to and awaken the wild, wise, woke one within you, to awaken the fun, free force of nature that you were born to be. Let's go deep. What's up, beautiful beings, and welcome to this week's episode. It's just me this week, and I'm going to be diving into an experience that I had during a very profound sacred sexuality practice that led to a deep awakening around this thing you may have been hearing me harp on about uh, on my social media or if you're a member of my mailing list, and that's Awakening Genius. So... For the past six months or so, I've been really digging deep and asking myself questions about legacy. So I'm 29, I'm going to be 30 in October. Maybe it's like Saturn return stuff and just coming up on Dirty 30, the Big 30. And I think that that motivated me, inspired me to start asking some really deep questions about this next chapter of my life. What is my legacy? What am I going to leave behind? Uh, And the question that I've been really asking myself is, what is the solution that my soul is here to contribute to? And so I've been kind of driving myself crazy with this question (laughs) because I don't have questions about what I'm here to do. I've been in the healing and transformation space for nearly a decade. I love what I do. I know I'm great at what I do. I'm here to be a teacher, a spiritual guide, and a facilitator. That's for sure. But this deeper question of how am I going to use those gifts, how can I use my gifts in the deepest service to humanity possible? (laughs) Some big questions. (laughs) So needless to say, the answer didn't come quickly, and I've been trying different things on and experimenting with different ideas and nothing kind of really clicked in in a deep way until (laughs) about maybe it'll be two and a half months ago now Patrick and I got back from Mexico so for those of you that don't know might be new here Patrick and I the home we were living in in Topanga in Los Angeles on Friday, the 13th of all days, uh, burned to the ground along with everything we own. And that was a few days before our lockdown began for the first time in Los Angeles. So it was an interesting time to say the least. And I've been in the deep questioning of everything since then. Like what has to burn away was really that that portion of my life. And as I came into my last birthday in October um, I was more thinking about, okay, now what's going to bloom here in the space? What solution do I want to contribute to? So just a little bit of backstory. Now, because of that, we lost our passports and our visas in the fire. So we had to go and get an interview to get them reissued, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> essentially. Everyone else is having to stay at home. We don't have a home, so we're kind of moving around the world. We can't go back to Australia. Patrick's not Australian. We can't get in. I can't stay in the UK for longer than three months. We can't come back home to America because we need to get our visas reissued. It was a whole thing. So we made an adventure out of it and we're traveling the world, kind of a strange time to be doing that, but, you know, following all the rules and taking a million COVID tests and doing all the things we need to do to just live Uh, So, we finally get it all sorted, get our visas back, hallelujah, get back to America. As you can imagine, I'm physically exhausted. What an adventure we had. It was absolutely incredible, but also doing that and running my group coaching and my one-to-one and my membership and doing all the things that I do, podcast and content and all the things that I love to do, uh, and yet I hadn't been really taking care of my energy well enough. I'd been doing all the things I usually do, having my morning practice and all of that, but just the extra bandwidth and stress of the visa situation and the fire and the pandemic and the, you know, moving around and all of that, it had really taken a toll on me energetically that I wasn't fully aware of until we got home and were safe. (laughs) We could exhale Ah, and so I went through another period and I'm still asking myself this question. We get home and I'm like, what solution am I here to contribute to? And I'm kind of driving myself crazy with it. And I'm so tired that I actually just give myself the gift of letting it go. I say, you know what? I, I dined the timeline, as I uh, you'll often say, if you, hear me say if you've worked with me, which is really just this idea of can I face off with, quote unquote, my worst fears And the reason that I feel it's important to do that is because I believe that our souls are infinitely powerful. And if there's a place that we're not fully in belief of our own power and worthiness, life will often lead us there so that we can survive it, live through it, and realize that actually we can do it. So the example was, I had to ask myself, perhaps I came into this world to totally realize my gifts and yet not have any idea what to do with them, which would be a pretty frustrating lifetime, right? (laughs) Well, at least it felt frustrating to me, Um, and to not have a clear uh, dharma or path. Now, some of you listening, you might think, what do you mean you don't have a clear dharma or path? Your dharma is so clear, Um, but it didn't feel as crystal clear as I desired, and I had this really deep yearning and desire to have that deep clarity. And so I knew there was something there for me. And so I kind of just let myself die into that timeline. Maybe I'm never meant to discover it. Could I live? Could I thrive knowing that? And I'll often uh, go through this process with myself. And the answer is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could thrive and have an an incredible life. So I'll keep having an amazing life. And so I just kind of let it go. And I let a lot go and I cleared a lot of space in my calendar, and I was just allowing myself to be really deep in my personal practice. So that looks like hours a day in sacred sexuality and tantric uh, ritual space. Hours a day. <laughs> giving myself that gift between sessions and, and all, the other, all, you know, life, right? But really being devoted to that energy and not attached to an outcome and just being devoted to the practice, you know, walking my talk. So after about three and a half weeks of doing this, I'm in really deep ritual space. I'm about two hours in. (laughs) I've been there a while. I'm in total transcendental, uh, full body, orgasmic, just hard to put into words space, right? (laughs) And all of a sudden, something drops into my consciousness in entirety. And for those of you that have worked with me for a while, you know that this is how my channel often works. If you listen to the very first episode I ever recorded, that is how my channel works, is clairsentience. So something will just drop in in its entirety. When I was a musician, that would happen with music too. The song would just come in fully intact from start to finish. Uh, and this is something that I believe we're all capable of. Side note, I think we're all channels. We all have psychic abilities and we all have the capacity to tune into those. It's just how um, conditioned out of that have we been. Our minds are extremely powerful to create. If we don't believe that if something is possible, if we have blockages to that, then we will have blockages to that. So something dropped into my consciousness in this space in its entirety, and that was the four phases of awakening genius. And I started to laugh because I also realized in that moment that the question I had been driving myself mad with was the answer to the question itself <laughs> it was like a koan what buddhist teachers give their their students questions to kind of almost that almost seem unanswerable but that in simply asking the question will shift your consciousness it's like a riddle almost and i realized that my higher self my soul my guides had given me a koan because the question itself is the answer. I realize that that is the question I'm here to ask and support others in answering. <laughs> Ha-ha. And it was such an incredible experience. And I cannot wait to share this work with you guys. Some of you may have been following along on Instagram and have been seeing the framework emerging already. And when I look at it, I realize that my entire life fits into this framework. It's not like I'm reaching to construct something. It's like I'm revealing something that was always there. And I'm curious for you guys to validate this through your own ex- experience, to engage with this work and to try it on for size and see if it feels true for you. So a, a little brief touch on what these four phases are. The first phase of awakening genius is safety. Safety. Because until we do the deep soul work to digest the karma that our soul came into this lifetime to digest, to heal our trauma, to integrate our wounding, we're living life operating from those wounds. We're living life in scarcity. We're living life in victimhood. So that has to be step one for us to do the work to heal that because it's it's the blockage, right? It's the obstacle. It's the thing that's in the way. And actually the key is in the mud. The power is in the pain, right? The dharma is in the karma. The purpose is there. So we get to address that head on. So the phase one safety looks like a lot of deep healing work, a lot of shadow alchemy, a lot of subconscious reprogramming, exploring the mental frameworks we hold and the flawed belief systems that we've bought into. Not only that, but healing the somatic imprints, where that lives in our bodies. And once we start to do this, once we get the hang of it, we can move into phase two, which is inspiration. Now, one thing I will say is that every phase must be maintained and that we will fall to the level of the phase that is not being maintained. So let's say you do the deep work to get the hang of living in alignment with relative safety to establish that baseline. You move up to phase two inspiration, and then you move into phase three courage, and you're rocking it. Then you're triggered. When you're triggered, you're falling to the level of phase one safety because you're under threat. You have to reestablish safety first before you can go back to Living in the the phase that you're at, whether that be inspiration, courage, or mastery, so it's a continual, lifelong process. It's not like we do shadow work once and we're done. It's we we master the processes. We get good at returning to safety, reestablishing safety, so that we can build resilience. We know that when we move out from safety, we know how to return back. That's what it looks like to master phase one. Phase two is inspiration. Now, this can actually be a really tricky one in a world that has totally programmed us out of pleasure, especially as women and gender non-conforming people, right? That pleasure is lazy, that doing things for the sake of joy and inspiration is superfluous, all of this stuff. And yet, of course, it makes sense that what lights you up is the greatest clue to what your soul is here to do. That makes sense, right? And here's the other tricky part. We're in a culture so obsessed with productivity and outcomes, it can be really challenging to be in phase two, which is nothing to do with the outcome and everything to do with learning to love the process, to be in a deep relationship with the energy of inspiration as a fuel, learning how to use your pleasure and your inspiration as a fuel for your soul, as a nourishment for your body and being. We are here to feel inspired, to be lit up. And when we're not, to use that information to help us restore safety or whatever it is that's going on. Everything we're feeling, all of our emotions are information, right? And inspiration Is one of the greatest sources of information for where your gifts are, for where your brilliance is, for where your skill sets are gonna be, for what it is that you came here to serve the world with. And so phase two is not about skipping ahead and trying to make, um, trying to extract. That's like this capitalist extractive culture that we live in also can mean that we people get stuck in phase two because the second they feel inspiration, they're trying to extract something from it. They're trying to create or get something from it, right? Rather than being a devotee to the energy of inspiration as if it were a goddess that you lay flowers at the feet of every day, that is how we master phase two inspiration. Being a devotee of the energy itself, having a deep, soulful relationship with the energy of inspiration. Then we move to phase three courage. Courage looks like sharing the wealth of what we have discovered with the world. Because once you've done the deep work to establish yourself in relative safety, and then you've developed a deep and soulful relationship with the energy of inspiration, on that journey, you will have revealed to you your gifts and your skills and you may be a beginner right and so that's why it takes a lot of courage to go from the uh, exploration phase to the embodied wisdom phase because you can know something but until we practice and gain experience through living it we don't fully get to drop that wisdom into our bodies we don't become experts overnight. We don't just become, you know, we don't pop out perfect. That's why the courage phase can feel so challenging. Again, the conditioning in our society that goes against this is all the conditioning around perfectionism, like the highlight real culture, be seen achieving. But we know that it's the art of becoming, the process of becoming that makes, that creates the expertise, that develops the trust within your community. You know, they've seen you Develop, They know, like, and trust you because they've gotten to interact with your work, which takes time. I totally see how this fit into my life. I was in inspiration, but I hadn't established myself in safety, so I could not progress. I was totally in my Aphrodite archetypal energy who loves uh, intensity and spontaneous, pleasurable experiences but doesn't want to put roots down or any of that kind of thing. So I'm just like traveling around the world, having romantic relationships and love affairs and making music and modeling, but also doing my yoga teaching and my spiritual teaching, but just kind of like bouncing around the world, totally devoted to the energy of inspiration. I definitely wasn't trying to really get any out calm. I was really in that, but I couldn't progress because I hadn't looped back around and done the deep work to deal with my trauma, to integrate, to heal, to face off with my shadow. And so it wasn't until I lived in London, uh, really at the beginning, well, about six months before I met Patrick, I really started to see the cracks and to start to see, wow, there's some really deep stuff here (laughs) that's calling for my healing. And as I circled back and did that work to really establish safety and heal, all of a sudden I could progress. I opened Lit Up For Life and I created the company for the first time. I could create this structure around the gifts that had been there for years already. I'd been sharing those gifts through the energy of inspiration, but there was no structure. And so therefore there was no safety and therefore there could be no courage, right? Then I stepped into the energy of courage and and you guys watched me, many of you have been on this journey, be in that process of becoming, not getting it right all the time, you know, but being courageous in sharing the wealth of what, I was experiencing of what um, I knew to be true. And there are many pitfalls. I've been in this uh, phase of courage for about six years. Well, no, four, about four years. It's a pretty long time, I guess, a lifetime. Maybe it's not that long. I don't know. felt long to me because my spirit's like turbo, like really wants things to go fast. That's definitely a a part of me that I get to work with slowing down. Uh, But yeah, four years. And so it's only when all of this dropped in that I started to just hit the threshold of mastery where I'm aware of the solution that I'm using all of my gifts to contribute to. And that is phase four. When after courageously sharing our gifts with the world, consistency is a big one as well in the courage phase. You courageously and consistently show the F up That's how we embody wisdom. That's how we have practical, experiential wisdom, right? That's how we develop a community. That's how we uh, develop ourselves as an expert in our field. We'll often build community in this time, right? And then we've developed our skills and again, all of these phases continue for a lifetime. It's not like you ever stop developing your skills and have to stop being courageous. It's not like you ever have to stop utilizing inspiration as your fuel and letting it lead you. It's not like you ever have to stop doing shadow work, integrating and healing your wounding, especially as triggers continue to come up. It's like each phase has to be maintained as we move on to the next, right? But stepping into mastery is about what am I utilizing all of this? How am I focusing this energy in a really channeled way on a solution that I'm here to contribute to living my Dharma, living my path, the solution that I am uniquely here to contribute to, that my soul came to give these gifts in service to this. It's clarity, it's focus, it's flow. It's service. It's a big part because often in the safety phase, the inspiration phase, it's a lot about us, right? We have to focus on ourselves. We have to do the work with us. We get into courage. There starts to be that interplay, more of that interplay and mastery we're still doing all the deep us work, right? We're maintaining the phases, but we're really in in service. We're truly in service and not from that weird shadow place. For those of you that have heard Big Magic or read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, where she says, you know, I always roll my eyes. And uh, when people say, when she asks, why do you want to write? And they say, because I want to help people. And she thinks you can always tell the people who want to help people by the harrowed looks on the faces of the people they quote unquote help. So all that to just say that like, that's not enough. The, your deepest inspiration, yes, there's a part of you, a high part of you that is here to serve, of course, but you don't get to skip to that part. <laughs> and like that can sometimes be this shadow way of skipping, doing our own work, looking at our own shit, integrating our own pain, following our own bliss, claiming our own desires. I just want to help people. It's like, mm, what's underneath that? Go five levels deeper. Right, And then when you do that, then we get to this place where it's genuine, authentic, in-flow service. So you can tell that I'm passionate about this. I'm excited. It's like all of the tools that I use, whether it be sacred sexuality, breath work, sound activations, ritual space, all of these tools are used in service to each of these phases. Shadow alchemy. All of that and more, all of the coaching that I do, all of the tools that I have, all can be used in service to this awakening genius. And the amazing thing about it is, again, this has been what I've been doing all along. I just didn't see it. (laughs) Supporting people and integrating and living from their highest self. Truly, what does that look like? The uniqueness of who you are, your original essence, who were you before the world taught you who to be? How do we reveal that? What would it look like? for you to live in a passionate love affair with who you are, rocking your total authenticity, radically expressed, liberated. That's what I'm here to do. That's what I'm interested in. That's what I'm passionate about. Uh, And what a ride it's been. And it's a vulnerable thing, right, to do this and share it. I've been sharing my journey since the beginning. I started doing Facebook Lives when I was in the inspiration phase, like in my gifts, definitely not established in safety. And so yeah thank you for those of you that have been on this journey with me and 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 watched me wobble and fall and rise and mess up and all of the beautiful stuff that we do as humans and that I've chosen to do publicly for whatever reason my soul felt called to do it and I and I hope that it is at least somewhat useful even if it's just a roadmap of what not to do I know maybe there's a few things to do in there, but I want to dive in now and share with you guys one of my signature hypnotic awakenings, which is a deep state meditation to reprogram your subconscious. It's going to be focused on phase one, safety. So we're going to make safety sexy again. We're bringing safety back. So pause me if you need to get yourself situated. It might be nice as well to have a playlist running. If you want a playlist, just look in the show notes. I've popped a Spotify one in there for you. Um, Otherwise, just silence or some music that feels relaxing. Mm. So for this, you're going to want to be lying down. So just get yourself comfy, grabbing any pillows or blankets, to make sure that you feel just the right temperature. Pausing me to get comfortable, do whatever you need to do, light candles, lay down, get cozy, and then come back and hit play when you're ready to rock and roll. All
1: right, laying down,
0: closing the eyes. Indulging any last little fidgets that the body needs to or desires to in order to move that energy through so that you can come to stillness, surrendered relaxation. To symbolize, you are opening sacred ritual space, stepping from everyday life into the realms of the sacred, where the veil thins between the conscious and the unconscious, where the space is open for you to do the deepest soul work that you came into this lifetime to do. Inviting you to visualize yourself with your inner eye walking on a forest path. Noticing the type of forest that you're in. Is it a redwood forest? Are you in an Alpine desert? Are you in a rain forest? As you walk the path of this forest, you hear the sound of drums, the laughter, the howling of your fellow sister witches and sovereign beings. It calls you forward into a clearing in the forest. You see your sister witches and sovereign beings dancing around the sacred fire of ritual and initiation. You hear the drum beating, the sound of your own inner drum, your own inner rhythm calling you forward. You see a golden circle of light surrounding your sister witches and this sacred fire and you now have a choice to step over this threshold into sacred ritual space. Feeling the gravity of that choice and if you so choose, stepping over the threshold into this sacred ritual space, allowing yourself to dance in celebration of your choice and celebration of your liberation in honor of your commitment in sacred ritual space to self-honoring, to self-love, self-compassion and self-respect. In this space, all parts of you are welcome. In this safe, sacred space, you are held. You are safe. Starting to deepen the breath, riding your breath into the present moment, using the deepening of your breath to deepen your presence. You are here now, living and breathing in this moment now. Inviting you to take deep, connected breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth with no space, pause or gap between the inhalation and the exhalation. So a connected breath. Slow deep in through the nose, out through the mouth. Relaxing your face.
1: Allowing yourself to sound, if that feels good.
0: Releasing that connected breath and just coming to a nice, deep, natural breath now. Inviting you to make a fist with your right hand. Tense and contract the right hand, the forearm, the arm, the bicep. Draw energy in, tensing, squeeze. Exhale, release, completely relax the right
1: hand and arm.
0: Inhale now to squeeze and tense, making a fist with the left hand, activating the left arm, full muscle activation and tension as you squeeze, exhale, release, total relaxation, surrender, allowing that contrast to make that relaxation even sweeter. Drawing the right toes back towards the face, flex the foot, suck the right kneecap up the leg, tensing the thighs, the hamstrings, squeezing the right butt cheek. Inhale, squeeze, activate. Exhale, release, total let go.
1: Breathing here.
0: Drawing the left toes back towards the face now, flexing the foot, sucking the left kneecap up the thigh, squeeze the thigh, tense the hammy, squeeze the butt cheek, active, squeezing, holding, exhale, release, relax, surrender, feeling your entire body relax and release as you
1: breathe
2: here. Stay present.
1: Inviting you now to scan your body for a place of contraction. Noticing where is a space that feels tight or contracted, maybe even painful.
0: When you find that place, just presencing that space, perhaps saying out loud or in your inner voice to this space of contraction, I see you, I see you, I understand that you are contracted or painful, whatever word feels true for you, I see you and I
1: understand you are contracted. Just being present in the seeing and the witnessing of this space of contraction or pain in your body. Noticing what happens to the sensation when you witness it compassionately. allowing it to be there without trying to change it. I see you. I understand that you're contracted.
0: What would happen if you didn't try to avoid this sensation, to change it, but instead you just see it and understand it? Inviting you now to drop into the part of you for a moment, releasing the space that is contracted, falling back, back, back into the part of you that is acceptance itself, that is love and compassion itself. doesn't need to try. This is the part within you that just is that frequency. Letting that stream through your entire system, love, compassion, acceptance. And if you're feeling any resistance, you can ask that it be done on your behalf. Your higher self can work for you. Reaching out from this part of you now to this space in your body that is contracted or in pain, building a bridge of love and compassion, And in the embrace, the sweet, loving embrace, acceptance of this space in you that is contracted, creating an invitation out loud or in your inner voice, I see you. I understand that you are contracted. Would you like to heal with me? Honouring if you get a yes or a no. If you get a no, spending a moment to contemplate what does this part of you need to feel safe, to heal with you, taking a moment to make that adjustment, if you can, all from that space of the part of you that is acceptance and love and compassion, all is welcome here,
1: all parts of you are welcome here. If and when the part of you, the contraction,
0: is a yes to healing together, I invite you to start to breathe with the center of this contraction, going into the center of the contraction. Very often we're taught to move away from, to avoid, to deny and reject. This only makes these parts of us scream louder. So going into the center of the sensation, seeing yourself in the center of the contraction and breathing there, inhale, exhale. Feel how you expand on the inhale and relax into the space that was created on the exhale. Expand on the inhale. Relax into the space that's created On the exhale, feeling your breath expanding, healing, healing with this contraction, spending a few moments here breathing, expanding, relaxing. Allowing that function to continue automatically now, releasing any need to effort, trusting that as you breathe in effortlessly, this contraction expands and opens, and as you exhale effortlessly, all parts of you relax into the space created. Trusting that to continue As now I invite you to feel on top of your crown,
1: a beautiful jewel. And from the center of this jewel,
0: like a flower or a honeypot, starts to drip the nectar of your soul, your bliss, samadhi, the energy of your enlightened, most awakened self, your soulfulness dripping down as sweet nectar through your entire being to find its way to this contraction that has said yes to healing, feeling it drip down, down into this concentrated point of contraction that is blooming open with your breath Now feel it surrendering into relaxation as it is dripped in the nectar of your soul from your crown. Now, as you breathe in, feel the concentration of this bliss nectar resting in the center of this now opened and more expanded space that was previously contracted. Inhale, feel the nectar concentrated there in your body. Exhale, spread that nectar through your whole system. Inhale, feel that bliss point transmuting what was now contraction or pain into a point of pleasure. Exhale, spread that pleasure throughout your whole body. Inviting movement in now. Inhale, breathing in the intensity of pleasure, that concentrated bliss into the space in your body that you've been working with. Then as you exhale and feel that bliss energy spread through your whole body, I invite you to move in a way that helps and aids you spreading the energy of pleasure through your whole body. Writhe in bliss Undulate in pleasure through your movement. Luxuriate and accentuate the nectar of your soul that is spreading through your entire body and being. Inhale, concentrated bliss point. Exhale, move, breathe, spread it around. Stay here for as long as you like, breathing into that concentrated pleasure, bliss point and spreading that energy around, pausing me if you'd like to spend more time here. And then as you feel ready to complete, coming to stillness. feeling the aliveness of your entire body buzzing, eyes closed, body still, breath deep, feeling the aliveness,
1: the energy of your body.
0: Feeling your capacity to transmute contraction or pain into pleasure and bliss simply through your witnessing your acceptance, your compassion and the desublimation and sublimation of energy, the moving up and down of energy in your body from different points. This practice has allowed you to practice that skill that is available to you in any moment.
1: Inviting you to share three gratitudes out loud. What are you thankful for? Yourself, your practice out loud.
2: And now, inviting you to
0: share. Three things that you learned. What are you taking away from this? What were your aha moments? How did you grow? Share that out loud.
1: beautiful
0: and to symbolize the closing of our sacred ritual space see yourself back at that fire with your sister goddesses sister witches and sovereign royal beings taking a pail of fresh water gathered from the river to douse the fire see the steam hit the rocks and bounce up And see that golden circle that surrounded this ritual space, protecting, symbolizing your devotion to the sacredness in you and all others, your devotion to self-love, self-honoring and self-respect in this space, knowing that as you step over the threshold of that golden ring and back into everyday life, that you keep that with you, all that has been revealed and integrated Stays with you, but you step now back over that ring to symbolize closing ritual space. Finding yourself back in your room, in your sacred ritual space, back in life, transformed, alchemized, awake. thank you so much for taking that deep dive journey that exploration into your subconscious into the parts of you that may be carrying the energy of threat this is such a deep indicator of where our work is for healing the parts of us that feel unsafe even when we may be relatively safe so I invite you to take that with you into the world, noticing when is it that I feel unsafe when I'm actually relatively safe, or when is it that I feel more unsafe than I am safe, knowing that we don't live in an unconditionally safe world, but that most moments were relatively safe. Learning how to get in contact with that energy, notice, value, presence, the energy of safety is such a huge part of the work that I'm doing to support people in this phase one journey of awakening genius, activating your higher self, living into your soul's highest expression, living your life's highest blueprint. This work of shadow alchemy, Hypnotic awakenings, deep state meditations, reprogramming the subconscious, meeting the deepest parts of ourselves—that That is what this phase one work is all about. Safety gives us deep access and in order to create true transformation, we need deep access. In order to gain deep access, we get to meet the parts of ourselves, the shadow parts, the lost, fallen, rejected, disowned parts of self that are the gatekeepers to our trauma, to our pain. We get to build a bridge of love, compassion, and understanding to these parts through shadow alchemy, through processes like the one I just led you through, so that through that understanding, we can build a relationship. And through that relationship with these parts of ourselves, we can begin to heal and awaken to our true genius, to our true destiny. If you are feeling the call If you are feeling inspired to do more of these hypnotic awakenings, deep state meditations to reprogram your subconscious. If you're curious about the wild awakenings, the at-home pleasure practices, the sacred sexuality, the breath work, then I am thrilled to invite you to join Illuminated Shadow. This is the phase one safety work of illuminating our shadow. So that you can awaken soulful genius. This is going to be a four week program, four live spiritual sessions going deep on each module four live rituals, including a deep state meditation, a hypnotic awakening leading into a wild awakening pleasure practice, four spiritual sessions, four chances for Q&A, four incredibly profound modules, and four live rituals, along with an incredible community of sister witches all devoted to illuminating their shadow and supporting you in doing the same. So if you're feeling the call, if you are ready to go deeper with this work, to truly meet the deepest parts of yourself, to heal old wounding, to integrate trauma and to establish a baseline of safety, to come home into your fierce, strong, grounded center, to rest there to live life resting in your own safe, capable hands, then I am beyond thrilled and excited to lead you guys in this ecstatic journey of safety, deep access, transformation, and awakening. So head on over to www.awakenedwoman. that's www.awakenedwoman.com, awakenedwoman.com forward slash shadow. going to have all the information on how to join us when we kick off and all of the juicy good bits there i cannot wait to meet you guys in these deep places and to continue to pull up the richness from deep within ourselves so that we can share our gifts with the world this is the work that i'm so devoted to i'm so devoted to you your safety your awakening And I cannot wait to get to know each of you who is ready to answer the call even more deeply. I'll see you there.